Check Me Out is made possible in part by the Friends of the Amarillo Public Library, Brick and Elm Magazine, and a grant from Humanities Texas, the state affiliate of the National Endowment for the Humanities. If you're listening to music while you're knitting or crochet or watching a movie, then you have to always do that same whatever in the background or your work will turn out differently. If you're listening to rock today, it's going to be tight. Wow. If you're listening to country, it's going to loosen up yeah. or whatever. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh. So That's if you're if you're cool. watching suspense, yeah. So watch if you're watching CSI, watch it every time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You will know it is time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. Welcome to Check Me Out, a podcast for book lovers. I'm Amy Hart, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about do-it-yourself books. Uh, we've got a couple of guests with us today, plus Hillary Holsey is here. Hello. And I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself. So go ahead, I'm going to start with you. Hi, I'm Carmel Barnhill. I have been with the library for 23 years. Um, I started a program, Yak and Yarn. Uh, I want to say seven years ago, so we do a lot of knitting and crochet and stuff like that. My title is a youth library assistant. Okay, very good. We'll talk more about your yak and, yak yak and yarn. yarn. Yak and yarn here in just a bit. Awesome. Ben. My name's Ben Wilting, and I've been with the library 10 years now. Um, I'm the emerging technology librarian at the Amarillo Public Library, and I have a broad range of responsibilities. Um, I run the makerspace uh, for the downtown public library, and I also um, help film and edit all our YouTube videos, many of which are DIY themed, and I also teach citizenship. So Amazing. You wear a lot of hats. Then. I wear a few hats, yeah. Very good. <laughs> all right, so we are going to talk about um, the various things that you can do with DIY. First things first, let's talk about what kind of DIY books are available. I know that's like a very broad thing, but I think people aren't aware of what's out there. So let's start with you. I don't know how to narrow it down. There are any number of different topics that you could look up. We have uh, wire making, jewelry making, um, beading, weaving, Macrame, knit crochet, of course. Um, everything you can imagine. Wood burning, carpentry, anything that you want to do, we have at the library. Okay. Anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah. I mean, that's the wonderful thing about having a makerspace or a DIY uh, program in the library is if someone has a question, we can find an answer in our stacks. We've got countless books on a variety of uh, different topics or hobby fields, um, and we're readily available to help you find those. So for those that don't know, can you explain to us what the Makerspace is? So our Makerspace, or a Makerspace in general, is uh, just a place that's been set aside to do different activities where you make something. Um, our downtown library makerspace focuses on uh, several different areas. We've got sewing machines. We've got tools for leatherworking. We've got some minor metal fabrication, um, jewelry making, knitting, crocheting, um, hand sewing. We've got a big long arm quilt machine. 
um, traditional arts, airbrush. Uh, we just tried to cast as wide a net as we could. Um, so if, if you're interested in any sort of hobby crafts, come on in and see us and, uh, we might have something for you. <laughs> I love Very that. likely. Very I tell likely. you what, every time I've gone in there, someone is on that quilting machine. Yes. <laughs> it's a popular piece Do of Do you equipment. have to like book to yes, get on? Okay. Yes. Okay. That's, okay. uh, the one thing we have that, well, right now we're just taking appointments for the quilting machine, but our cricket machine, which cuts out mm. paper and vinyl, um, that's also becoming popular enough. We might have to start taking appointments for that. Wow. So. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw out a little question for everybody at the table. I've noticed in the past few years, I, you know, on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, you see a lot of younger kids, young adults, people that are starting to bring back crafting. Um, I started cross stitching during the pandemic, which I had not done since I was a kid. Why do you think there's this resurgence of the old things are new again? Well, I would I would blame the pandemic really because we were all locked inside, and uh, I that's I think that I think that's it <laughs> to pass the time. Yeah, and like, well, why did I take it up? Because I needed something to take my mind off of all the things that were going on, right? So, yeah, I think that's true. What about you? I I think there's a, a couple reasons. Um, maybe the first of which is we just want to get back to something that we can hold, something that we can, you know, handle. My generation, I think uh, I, I was born in 89. So for majority of my childhood, there was no internet or social media. And then as soon as I sort of hit high school and um, college, that became the only thing that mattered. Um, and I think that maybe for some people, just taking a break from that or getting away from just always being on that screen and, and, touching something, feeling something, doing something that lasts more than 15 minutes is, uh, it's satisfying. Um, it means something more. And then I think there's also sort of, a, a maybe an economic sort of driven thing. Um, for people who aren't in a position where they can just buy what they want, um, having the power to just make it is an alternative that's, that's, important for people. Um, you know, so I, I know in my case, uh, the belt I have on, I made that and I learned how to make a belt. I learned how to make my wallet. So for me, yeah, I learned the first thing I really made was my, my computer desk at home because I didn't want to go. I didn't have any money to buy a desk because I'm not paying that much for a desk. I can't do that. So I just learned how to build a desk and I went to Home Depot and bought construction <laughs> lumber and built a desk. And that's how I got into woodworking. Um, and I think there's a lot of people who are sort of in that boat where they want something and they just find the means to get it. That was literally going to be one of my questions was the saving money aspect. The, yes, yeah. um, so is there anything that you found that you see people or you yourself have saved money doing? I make a lot of my own hats and scarves and I get compliments all the time. And I always say, I made that. And people ask questions and I say, well, I teach a class. You can either come and see me in person now. I'm starting to be in person again. Or you can watch us on Facebook because I'm there. And you can learn how to make your own hats and purses and 
anything you want. And nothing feels better than that, right? Right. When you have yes. something on, someone's like, that looks good. And you're like, yeah, I know. I, I did it. You know, that's exactly. amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's a certain pride that comes with it. And well, you can also that. make exactly what you want, right? Exactly. Like the right color, the right, you know, with your wallet, you make it the right thickness or like yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's one of the things I say in my class all the time. You make it your own. Mm-hmm. The directions say this, you make it your own. No one is ever going to know the, know the difference. So can you treat, mm, this is, you may know the answer to this, you may not. <laughs> um, can you treat DIY books a bit like a cookbook? Is it, is it very similar to exactly. that? Okay. That's why yeah. I always say in my class, this is what it says. Yeah. This is what I've done. Okay. It doesn't always mesh. I don't always use the right yarn or the right needles. I use what I have right beside me. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Which I feel like cookbooks are the ultimate DIY books, right? Exactly. Because that's really what they are. It's saving money, doing it yourself. I mean, getting exactly what you want. Yeah. And and that knowledge that you're gaining from it. Mm -hmm. So, um, and Hillary, I wanted to ask you, like, are you noticing this resurgence of these type of things? Oh, definitely. I mean, I think I remember... At the beginning of the pandemic, so many things about bread making. Everybody was so making my so husband. many so many jokes about making bread. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Brandon had all the breads. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah, it's like I can and do that. I actually think <laughs> I think Ben was being very generous by saying an attention span of fifteen minutes. Yeah. I think it's more like fifteen seconds. Uh, that's what that's people true. tend to flock uh, to is that very quick sort of thing, but. I think there's like mental health benefits to doing things with your hands, to having tactile experiences. Um, It does just kind of like take you out of it. Like you were saying with your cross stitching, I think knitting very much. I know so many people that that's their time to decompress. They can put on a TV show or an an album or something and just make something with their hands. And I think it really helped people maybe consciously or maybe subconsciously uh during the pandemic um yeah that's that was my observation of it too and i i mean i took up gardening during the pandemic so um spending time you know out in nature and i did read books on yeah (laughs) how to guard it it's it's a big it's a big big world out there gardening um but yeah yeah. well and especially when you live in an area like this you're gonna need specific things for this area right Mm -hmm. and so, because a lot of things will not grow here, mm-hmm. and so I'm sure it's a lot of oh yeah, trying to do detective work on what's going to actually work here. So well, yes, yeah, yeah. I won't, I won't get break into up that. Clay soil, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and weather has so yeah. much like planting seasons, and it's been so odd this year because yeah. of the obviously our weather's very weird. But um, yeah, I learned a lot. So let's talk about the difference between books and videos because. Let's be honest. You can pretty much go to Google and or YouTube or wherever, and you can say how to plant a garden in West Texas. Yeah. And zone 7B. Or and, yeah, yeah. And it's going to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you know the zones. Good for you. <laughs> um, but, but it's going to, you're going to find videos of people telling you what to do. Is there a benefit to actually getting the book versus watching the video? I think there is a benefit there. Um, we mentioned cookbooks earlier. You know, anytime I've used a cookbook, I look at the picture, I see what I'm going to make, and then I just sort of follow the instructions and make it. I think that maybe that carries across in sort of all genres of DIY books. Um, this idea that you you see what you want to do and you follow directions and you get something out of it. And that's great. That's one 
type of way to do it. Videos and online forums, um, I think that's a lot more immediate. So if I'm, say I'm working on my car, I'm not going to go check out a Chilton manual and try to thumb through that to figure (laughs) out what I want. I'm going to go online and I'm going to type in, you know, funny noise, driver's side, (laughs) and I'm going to read through forums for 15 minutes till someone, you know, makes an onomatopoeia that sounds like the (laughs) sound my wheel's making, and then I'm going to go from there. In cases like that, I think that internet resources... um, are, are superior. And uh, videos, I think that there's a lot more freedom in a video because these people, a lot of times, if they're, they're a good personality, they're not going to sit there and say, this is the way you have to do it because no one wants to listen to that. They go, well, this is how I do it. But if you want to mix it up, go for it. In cookbooks, you don't get that banter. You don't get that personality. So anytime I'm watching a video, I can always say, well, I'm not doing it that way. You know, I'm going to do it my way. I don't have to listen to you. You know, whereas a book, I'm like, I better follow the directions. Um, So, yeah, I think each different medium, each sort of delivery method gives you different sort of feels, different amounts of, you know, freedom, Um, or at least that's how it feels to me. I don't know if Carmel's felt the same way with the difference between books and videos. The way I look at a book is it, it's guidelines. That's it. I mean, like you said, the recipe or, or when I'm doing a, a pattern, that's just guidelines. If I go to a YouTube video, it shows me how to do it. I don't know how to do every stitch, but yeah. I yes. can go and, and learn and, and keep watching the same stitch over and over and over until I get it. That's how I learned to tat, which yeah. tatting is not fun. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good distinction. Yeah, I, I you know, the techniques, the skills, the the motions you have to do with your hand, <laughs> sometimes those don't translate through a book very easily, um, especially with something as intricate and delicate as knitting <laughs> or crocheting, you know, cross line A over line B, loop under. It's just yeah. impossible That sounds to more like macrame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also think like things like this is really weird, so just go with me here. Um, uh, the internet, you can, like like he was saying, like, I heard one time when I was living in Canada, this scream in the middle of the night. Found out it was a fox. Oh, yeah. But you, yeah. I just, like, typed in, like, what animal scream? <laughs> 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 and uh, what does the fox say? Yeah. Well, it is terrifying. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, but, like, I don't think you can do that. Like a book might describe it, but I don't yeah, think you right. would get like, no, that is exactly the noise yeah. that I heard. Yeah. yeah. So if if someone shows up at the makerspace, for example, are there people there to help them get started on the certain machines? Are they going to need a book? Are they going to need a video? Yes. We've got staff in the in the space the whole time to make sure you don't hurt yourself for the machines. Um, say you walk in and you want to learn. So I'm not just going to go rogue on the cricket, right? No, okay. no, we won't let you do that. Um, but say you come in, you want to use a sewing machine and you've never used one before and you have a, a project in mind. You want to make a pillowcase. Um, we're going to have staff on hand that can take you through the basics of using that, that piece of equipment, um, so that you can use it safely and, uh, yeah, safely for your fingers and safely for our equipment. Um, and then the expectation is that you grow from there. Once you you learn to crawl and walk, you're going to teach yourself how to run. And I, I think that's the best sort of way to do it. For for some people, they like that hand-holding for a longer period of time. And 
I've found through experience, observing people and just working with people that oftentimes that leads to them having like a crutch. <laughs> um, there's something they just won't do because they've never had to do it. And if you just teach them the basics and say, all right, go. That's do. how I run the radio station. Just saying. <laughs> 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 like, hey, y'all know the basics. Peace. Yeah. Have a great day. <laughs> and then in six weeks, you're don't burn it down. <laughs> you're surprised at what they've accomplished. Of, They're of doing course. stuff yeah. that you hadn't thought of or you didn't know about. Well, um, that might compel them to go check out books that are a little bit more advanced or, you know, right. Yeah. Because yeah. you've given them the skills. And that depends on the person. Some yeah. people, that's the first thing they do is go hit the stacks and how to run a sewing machine and different types of sewing machines. And um, for other people, they, they hit YouTube or or Wikipedia or whatever. Um, and for me in that space, it's all the same, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever you need to, to grow that knowledge and to get better at the skill is, is fine by me. What age group are you seeing using the makerspace? It's uh, it's skewed. Um, we're seeing sort of all ages. There's two sort of demographics, I guess, that are represented most. The first is like retirees, people who have time on their hands and, are looking for a place to spend it. Um, some of the people who are in that category oftentimes have the stuff at home, but they like coming in because there's a social aspect. They can meet their friend up at the makerspace or, um, you know, they can ask questions to myself or the staff, which we might not know the answer, but just sort of them talking through the process. I think there's there's something to that. It helps them problem solve. And it also feels good to talk to somebody about something you like, um, who also shares that interest. Uh, the other demographic we're, we're seeing are people who seem to just be starting families. They've got children who are under 15, not, you know, that age where they're not quite fully independent. So they're <laughs> bringing them in to do stuff with them. And that's really neat to see because, Again, in this age of social media all the time, there is that sense of isolation. And I don't, I don't, again, I was a little bit before this, but I I assume that parents today are having a hard time identifying or uh, relating to their children because they didn't, Facebook, I didn't have that. You know, like it's one of these things they just don't have. So to come in, sit down next to your kid and work with them and make something be like, we made that. Yeah, that's a that's emotionally satisfying and you get a, a prize. <laughs> yeah. And what are you seeing with your classes that you teach, Carmel? I started it um as a teenage program. And I did I started with crochet because I for one thing there are a couple of really good knitters on staff and they were doing adult programming. So I did teenage crochet because I was terrified of arming teenagers with two sharp pointy sticks. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, if they didn't get it. <laughs> um, no. And uh, I started it, I, I don't remember how many years ago I told you, but uh, <laughs> I wanted to bring back something that I know is a dying art. So I wanted these teenagers to be able to do something and make something and, and have something of their own. And to grow in their knowledge. And I always, always, always have library books in the room. So they're encouraged to check them out and, and do more. And I, this program has been ongoing and I evolve all the time. And now I have set things like every January I do arm knitting. That's all. <laughs> and I get a big crowd every year. 
And lots and lots of questions. I had a lady from, I want to say Idaho, contact me about my arm knitting class. Okay, what is arm knitting? Yeah, I was about to say, that's what, my question. What is that? Yes. Your arms are your needles. What? Wow. You need to look on, on YouTube or on our Facebook so you're and you'll see it. like... It's it's a thing. Okay, it's a thing. <laughs> okay, so I'm. Uh, it's on the Facebook still. So would you make so like blankets? You can or make like... blankets. I make wraps because I don't like to go really big. But yeah, I've made a lot of things. Wow. wow. Huh. My friend asked me. My coworker asked me. So what do you do with all the things you make? Well, a lot of it I wear. <laughs> a lot of it I give away. Um, Christmas is always fun for me. <laughs> Here, have this. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Arm Arm knitting. (laughs) New things. All right. Okay. Love it. My library does that? Presented by Check Me Out, a podcast for book lovers. Did you know the Southwest branch of the Amarillo Public Library has been certified as a sensory inclusive location by Culture City? The APL's staff is trained to recognize and assist patrons with sensory needs. The Southwest branch has designated quiet areas, plus sensory bags with headphones and weighted lap pads. More information can be found at amarillolibrary.org. Okay, so a couple more questions about the makerspace. What does it cost for people to use it? And how do they sign up if they want to use any of the equipment? Everything we offer at the public uh, at the public library is free, and the makerspace is included with that. You just have to have a library card or an HLC uh, library card in good standing, and you can swing by and use it. There's some paperwork you have to fill out. Uh, liability, of course, if you cut your finger off. That's not my <laughs> fault. Um or, uh, yeah, if you hurt one of the machines, you're liable for, for any costs there. And then there's a policy and guidelines, and then you're off to the races. One of the neat things that we're able to provide, in my opinion, is because of the generous donations we've received. We've got, I don't know, a room full of fabric, lots and lots of fabric. So you can come in with nothing in mind and leave with a fully completed pillowcase or project made completely out of materials that we have in the space provided for free. Um, wow, that's and our policy really nice. is you can use that, any of the materials we have, so long as you're using them in the space. We can't have people taking stuff right. off the shelves to just take <laughs> home. The only thing we do charge for is um, our traditional arts. We charge for our paints because we bought those and we need to recoup the cost so we can replenish the supply. So that's you want to do oil painting, I think it's 25 cents a, a gram for the paint. Oh, wow. So you can do your your uh, your Monet. So still affordable. Yeah, under $5. That's amazing. So have you had anybody cut their finger off? No, we haven't had any significant <laughs> okay. injuries. A lot of pricked fingers from needles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're pretty conscious of who's using okay. what. And um, 
we're always watching. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We also don't have the big equipment in yet. Well, we, every once in a while, someone will use, we've got a metal shear, which is just like a big, it looks like a big paper cutter, oh. uh, but it's for cutting sheet metal. And um, Okay. You know. Yeah, that sounds scary already. But if you were going a little fast on that, I mean, it'd be difficult because you'd have to go through it, but yeah. you could cut yourself bad quickly on that. Yeah, so. yeah. Anything like that. If Not like the wet it. saw out there yet or anything, table <laughs> yeah. saws. Okay. Not yet. That's, uh, that's future plans. Oh, really? Yes, yeah. We've got, got big, big plans. Big dreams. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. That is cool. One of the things we like to do on our show is give recommendations. So uh, are there any books or any, you know, I know you've got the Makerspace. Let's talk about specific things that you do there, but are there any books that you would like to recommend to people that they can find at the library? I do want to say there's a, a couple of guys that do knitting and they're hysterical and they have a YouTube and you have to look them up and we have their books. Arnie and Carlos, hysterical. I'm not kidding. I'm writing it down literally as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> I did write down a bunch. Um, we have a really cool book, Vintage Modern Knits. Everything in it is based on a historical book and historical book. Oh, neat. So it, it's really cool. I love that book. Wow. And um, what type of, um, like, what are they making exactly? Like, what kind I of? I just gravitate to hats because I yeah. wear hats. <laughs> but there's a lot of different projects. Okay. We have some um, Harry Potter knitting. Oh. Uh-huh. And okay. Star Wars knitting. These are pretty new books. Um, uh, boy, there's Feisty Stitcher, which is sewing, which... I can't sew, sew a straight line for anything. <laughs> so the quilting is not my thing. I want Feel to, pain. <laughs> but I can't. Um, scraps, stylish, stash, fabric, crafts to stitch. Okay, that was a long. That was a mouthful. Okay, now say that yeah. five times fast. <laughs> right. Uh, quick crochet accessories. A lot of the, the books that I'm talking about, I have made things from, either in my class or just personally. Right now I'm making, I just started a new crochet wrap. Why would you do that in summer, I ask? <laughs> so it'll be ready by fall. So exactly. Are the Harry Potter and the Star Wars ones like the ones where you can like knit figures? Like the little figure? I am not good with anagrami. Is that what that's called? Yes. Oh. Anagrami. I, I am not good. I can't the make... things we're learning on this episode. <laughs> Who knew we knew this much about things? <laughs> anagrami. <We're librarians. laughs> um, I, I have difficulty making... The two sides the same. Okay. So if it has a wing here, this wing's going to be wonky. Mm. So, um, and I also learned something else while teaching my class. If you're listening to music while you're knitting or crochet or watching a movie, then you have to always do that same whatever in the background or your work will turn out differently. If you're listening to rock today, it's going to be tight. Wow. If you're listening to country, it's going to loosen up oh. or whatever. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So that's if you're, that's if you're cool. watching that's suspense. Yeah. So watch, <laughs> if you're watching CSI, watch it every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I did not know that. I cool. didn't either. That I, is well, interesting. And it makes sense. It does. I mean, how do you drive? Yeah. I learned this a long time ago, too. Yeah. Depending on what you l are listening to is how you're driving. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't think that I had anything to contribute as far as books go, <laughs> but I do have one um, that I didn't even know existed. I am a huge fan of the the band The Breeders. Um, Kim Dill was in the Pixies, and then her and her twin sister made uh, a band together called the, the Breeders. And Kelly Dill, 
uh, her sister actually has a knitting book and it's called Bags That Rock and it's all purses that she has made while she was on on tour. And it is the coolest book. They are the coolest bags. I have yet to make one though. But now <laughs> that I have a place that I can go and use a sewing machine, maybe I will. I don't know. Sounds we'll like see. you should. I know. It's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's a really cool book, but it's got stories about, um, she had a really tough life and it's actually one of the ways that when she was actually getting off of heroin. She picked up knitting as a way to distract herself from things that were going on. Wow. So kind of crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. You mentioned a lot of things that you have in the makerspace. So let's talk about what the future looks like because we kind of touched on that. Well, <laughs> can you talk about what the future looks like? There, There is no definite future for the makerspace. We're at the mercy of funding. Our makerspace was, was funded by um, Texas State Archives Commission grant. That was a sizable grant. <laughs> and until we get another source of funding like that, I don't I don't see us expanding, but it is something we're looking into doing. The next phase in theory would be woodworking. We've oh, got neat. a basement full of woodworking tools. We've got bandsaws and uh, we cleaned out a guy <laughs> who uh, who had a woodworking shop and he was downsizing and ready to, to move on. And uh, so we just bought all the tools he had. <laughs> so yeah, we've got them ready to go. We just need the, the money to make it happen. And But yeah, beyond that, we're, uh, we recently partnered with the Master Gardeners. We've been growing things and people have been really receptive to that. And in my fantasy world, at some point we get our roof fixed and have gardening up there. Um, be able to teach people how to grow things at home in an environment where we can show them what to do. So, yeah. And, and there's a whole, there's fields of robotics and digital, uh, digital arts that I've dipped my toe into that I'd love to bring to the library. I mean, it's just endless what, what you could do. Um, but yeah, always on the lookout. <laughs> I think the uh, the seed library is something we should talk about too with DIY because that is something that the public library is now offering. So can either of you talk about the seed library? Yeah. Um, the seed library is a program uh, that's running through the summer and you come to the library and you can get up to five seed packets, whatever you want, um, per card. So if you come in with, you know, a family of four, you're walking away with 20 packs of seeds. And one pack will, will take you quite a ways. Um, five is plenty and 20 is, you know. <laughs> that's a lot of gardening. You that's better a have yard, a yard full of flowers. Yeah, you better have a big garden. Um, yeah. And we've got zinnias, we've got cosmos, black-eyed peas, dill, cucumbers. So regardless what you're interested in, we've got a little bit of... Uh, little bit of everything and again that was through the master gardeners and yeah i i sort of got i wasn't involved in that program at all um and then someone said something about it i was like well we should grow some plants as a demo that'd be that'd be fun right <laughs> and then it's like yeah that's a great idea grow some plants for a demo <laughs> oh okay cool i'll do that so yeah. i i kind of got uh roped in a little bit so yeah i've been able to grow plants at the library and we've got them um, it's I don't know what a wall garden officially is, but we've got a garden on a wall. So <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> if you come in the downtown library, it's right in the, the front foyer area. So oh, neat. Check it out. Yay.
Brick and Elm Magazine is Amarillo's lifestyle magazine. Launched by Michelle McCaffrey and me, Jason Boyette, this independent publication celebrates the people, businesses, and heritage of this area. Along with our flagship print magazine, Brick and Elm also publishes the Brickly email newsletter every week, plus Flavorillo, a bi-weekly food and drink newsletter, plus digital content at brickandelm.com. Brick and Elm highlights the lifestyle and culture of the Texas Panhandle. Brick and Elm is available online or at newsstands near you. So you mentioned Harry Potter and Star <laughs> Wars a minute ago, and I feel like as far as fandom goes, those are two of the biggest ones that you can find uh, on the planet. Um, so I'm sure that leads to a lot of DIY books. I don't know what my question is here other than what are kinds of the kind of DIY books you've seen around those two fandoms? Everything you can imagine. And speaking of fandom, so Amicon, uh, the public library with the friends of the public library, they put that on every year. Uh, it's usually in August <laughs> and it's very fun. It's going to be back at the civic center. Yes. And um, yeah, fandom. You can find all sorts of fandoms <laughs> at Amicon. Um, I personally own the unofficial Harry Potter cookbook. Uh-huh. I was going to say it, that's one of the big cool. things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like got to have that butter make, beer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they have recipe, like all of the, the common things that they have in the book. You can cook them and yeah. Yeah. But I'm assuming there's woodworking and I mean, you mentioned like, like knitting and things like that. Mm-hmm. So cosplay. Well, what, yeah. What yeah. better way to make like a fantasy world your reality than find a DIY book and, you know, make it happen. Well, and that's the nice thing about coming to the library and just walking down the stacks. You just look at the books till you find one you're interested in. You know, you don't have to ask me for a recommendation because I might give you a book you hate and then you never do the craft again. But, uh, but if you walk down, you go, Oh yeah, Harry Potter book. I like Harry Potter. If it gets you into the craft, you can have entertainment for life from a little, novelty uh, knitting book. So. Mm-hmm. And being librarians, I'm sure you can point people in the direction. Maybe it's somebody that needs a craft they can make in five minutes. Maybe mm-hmm. they're like, I'm just starting out. I don't know if this is something I'm going to love. What's something quick that I can get a quick result? Or you can send them to the very advanced books as well, because I'm sure you have varying levels of different things. Like you were saying, arm knitting. I mean, I wouldn't know where to start with that. But, um, you know, I'm sure you you guys are the biggest resource that, that's there because you can point people in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, in that case, like with those parameters, I'd say origami. You oh, want something you can do fun. today in five minutes, yeah. do it. And you're going to look at it and you're going to go, that's pretty cool, but I can do better. It was good enough, but I better try it again. And then two hours later, you've got 50 hearts in front of you. And <laughs> What about that? It looks, I know when I walk into the makerspace where it is, it's like that curling paper. Quilling. Quilling. Yes. Is, that is, is, that, is that like a five minute kind of thing or is it much longer? <laughs> it's not much longer. Um, with quilling, you have glue and you have your uh, drying stuff. And if you had an hour, I'd give you quilling. Um, five minutes origami and, um, what I'll say about the quilling, it takes a little bit longer, but it's a lot easier to get good results Oh, okay. with origami, (laughs) you know, I can do origami, but it's going to look 
bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, and our origami has some of that like Zen element to it too, where you're doing yeah. it to, you know, it's, it's a practice, right? Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. 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 All right. Is there anything else that you would like to add before we wrap up? Anything you want to add? No. Do we kind of Now I want to go do things. I do too. Yay. I want to go do it myself. I told them on another episode that I am a hobbyist. I love hobbies. So, yeah, the makerspace would be dangerous territory for me <laughs> because I would probably never leave. It, like, have you been? I have not. It is so cool. So I went one day. I was upstairs for a meeting, and then I went back downstairs, and I was like, where's the makerspace? They're like, upstairs. I'm like, well, I'm leaving now. <laughs> so, <laughs> you mean I have to walk back upstairs? Aww. No, I'm good. You um, should. Next time, next time you should go up there. It is very, very cool, I'll and they have it. always been super helpful. Um, I've just gone for tours and showing people around, but yeah. they did help us. You guys provided us with a piece of fabric for um, a backdrop one time when we were... <laughs> Oh, uh, yes. doing a genealogy event. So I appreciated that as well. Well, we appreciate both of you for coming by. Thanks for sharing all the info. If people want more information about the makerspace, where's the best place for them to do that? They can um, go online to our website, um, amarillolibrary.org and uh, check us out there. Uh, if they, we've got a makerspace page. And if you just watch the carousel, it's like the second one, they can click learn more and that'll take them right there. Um, they can also just call us, Tell the whoever picks up the phone you want to talk to the makerspace. We'll answer all the questions you have. That's very cool. What about yak and yarn? Uh, when mean, are you starting it again, or is it always going? It's it's been ongoing since the beginning of time. <laughs> I do. How do we jump in? How do I, we find out more? I uh, I do it every month, and I do it on Saturdays, but only the Saturday I work, so it varies. It's okay. not always the first Saturday. So, um, Stacy is really good to put out flyers and if you get her email um it's great if you don't then you should sign up <laughs> and she gives all the announcements about everything that's happening for the entire month yep and we've got a calendar of events on that's the website true. as well that's true and a facebook so. page so. <laughs> you're everywhere you're we're everywhere. everywhere we're trying <laughs> well thank y'all both so much i appreciate it. i learned so much Me today too. i know that was great thanks guys thank you thank you Me Out is recorded in the FM 90 and Panhandle PBS studios on the Washington Street campus of Amarillo College. The show is produced by Hillary Holsey and me, Amy Hart. Special thanks to Stacy Clopton, Tanner Bass, and Colin Lutz. And thanks to Stevie Brashears for designing our logo and the Mag 7 for providing music. Thank you again to our supporters, friends of the Amarillo Public Library, Brick and Elm Magazine, and Humanities Texas. Check us out on Facebook and hit subscribe wherever you're listening.